Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about your Thursday and Friday games for round 15. It was great to see the Titans, you know, get up in the second half. Now, it's not taking a dig at the Titans at all. They've obviously had this problem for the past few weeks where they play awesome in the first half, really good football. And then in the second half, they get comfortable with the lead they have. And then it forces the other team to come back because they get too comfortable. And obviously, then the other team starts playing good. They try to get back in the game and the other team, they do so. So, um, yeah, look, it was good to see the Titans really stick in uh, and, you know, get the job done really in this game against the Tigers. Obviously, the Tigers playing some good football over the past few weeks. We thought that the Tigers were going to win this one. I tipped the Titans. I think that... You know, it was a must-win for the Titans, especially for their confidence, and they got the job done, which was really nice to see, and they were playing consistent footy, you know, between the first and second half. Obviously, the big news from the match, which could have a huge ramification on Origin 2, was the broken jaw suffered by Blues hooker Api Korosiao. Now, it really gets me, and I'm not too annoyed about this one, obviously, because it was accidental, but, you know, it's just the consistency again of judiciary and their decisions over the past few weeks. Now, the week beforehand, Tino did the exact same thing to Reid Marnie, went off with concussion. Uh, Tino gets put on report and ultimately gets uh, a bit of a fine, you know, and some repercussions, obviously, from what happened with Abby Corusiao. Now, he does the exact same thing, breaking someone's jaw, so obviously more significant than the one the week prior. Uh, obviously, concussion, but Reid Marnie's playing this week anyway. Um and nothing happens. Nothing happens whatsoever. It doesn't get a fine. Nothing happens whatsoever. He's just completely cleared. Like, I don't get how you look at both of those things. One of them being more severe and the one that's more severe, nothing happens. Nothing happens whatsoever. Particularly when there's more ramifications from what has happened in this week's one, obviously, with that Corusau, where he's going to be missing football and a lot of football, maybe even the next six to eight weeks. Uh, recovering from a broken jaw, broken in two places, I believe, which is absolutely hectic for Abby Um But how do you punish one for a concussion where it wasn't even a bad concussion, where he'll be playing this week, Raid Marnie, but you don't punish another one where, you know, a Blues hooker not only will be missing out on club football, but will be missing out on Origin as well and the next two games because he's going to be out for the next six to eight weeks. I don't get how the decision-making is being made. I really don't. Um, and I think that's really heavy that Tino doesn't have any ramifications for that, um, obviously, hit on Apicorus uh, out with his arms. He full... Uh, this is the thing as well. It's a great style of play, but he's a big guy. He's a big guy. A lot of forwards do run like that. They put their arms up to sort of shield themselves in the ball. That's how a lot of forwards do run. That's how I used to run as well, uh, you know, putting your arms up and shielding yourself. It's great when you're level, but when Apicorosia is, what, six foot one, six foot two, not even, and Tino's like six foot five, six. Tino's fucking humongous, right? You know, the size difference there. Obviously, you know, it's not the best idea to be running with your arms up like that as if you were running at another front rower who's 6'5", 6'6". And obviously, it was going to hit Abby Corusio on the head. But that's just how you run. That's how front rowers run. You know, I I, I agree. It's purely accidental. 
but you know, you're making a decision. It's not the fact that it was bad and obviously it broke someone's jaw and obviously, you know, it should be fined. But it's more so the fact that you've made a decision in the previous week and then the following week when the same thing happens, there's no further ramifications. That's what gets me. I think I'm pretty an- – it's pretty annoying, to be honest. It's pretty annoying that there's nothing – you know, there's no further ramifications. I'm not worried about Tino, as I said, purely accidental. I'm more worried about the consistency of the NRL judiciary when making this call as well. I think it's pretty bullshit, to be honest. Um, but anyway, yeah, Tino uh, Tino is going to be cleared to play for Origin Game 2. Scary as a New South Wales fan, as always. Uh, the Tigers were dealt a tough hand with injury in this match, obviously with Appy coming off with that broken jaw and Luke Brooks coming off with a hamstring injury. He's also set to miss the next six to eight weeks. He's actually also told the club that he won't be there, um, uh, reportedly won't be there as of next year, which is absolutely massive for the Tigers. And we'll obviously discuss that in another podcast or on a post. Uh, but that's huge for the Tigers, if true. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of clubs that would use Luke Brooks well. Roosters, Canberra would be a big one for me. It's probably the one I'm going to be pushing for. Bulldogs, there's a lot of clubs that need a halfback right now or a 5'8". He'd be great at any one of those clubs for me, Luke Brooks. Uh, but that's big news for him. But he's going to be out anyway for the next six to eight weeks, which is fucking massive. That could be till finals for Luke Brooks, which is absolutely hectic to think about, at least till round 21-22. Uh, having both Appy and Luke Brooks out for the Tigers is going to be hectic, particularly when they've already got Appy, um, sorry, Adam Dewey um, out for a long stint as well with that ACL injury. That is really bad news and a really tough card to be dealt for the West Tigers. It'll be interesting to see who comes in for them over the next few weeks, who gets that opportunity. Uh, but in terms of this game, though, for me, as soon as Luke Brooks came off, it was pretty poor signs for the West Tigers. They were playing a pretty poor brand of football. Uh, you know, obviously, AJ Brimson was playing fantastic. He threw himself back into rugby league into this match wholeheartedly. You know, he scored a try, made 72 run meters in his first game back from injury. I thought that he was great. He also had a line break, six tackle breaks, two line, uh, two try assists, sorry. Um, you know, great performance there from AJ Brimson. I thought that he was sensational. Uh, Titans forward, team, uh, Big Moeki Fodawaka, obviously, uh, has been rumored to come back into the origin side as well. He was great for the Titans in this one, 114 meters, 34 tackles, missing only two. Uh, for the Tigers, England international John Bateman was uh, the strongest performer with 56 tackles, while uh, fullback Jareem Buller ran for 226 meters and scored an impressive individual try. Great signs for Jareem Buller. Great signs for Jareen Buller for me, uh, particularly when the Tigers were struggling in this game and weren't playing the best, particularly when two of their stars came off, to stand up and try and get his side back into this game, which is what he was doing. I thought that was really impressive for him. I was really impressed with him uh, at the end of that game. I thought that he was great. Uh, But, you know, in the Tigers, as a whole for the Tigers, it was a pretty average performance from them, obviously, when their two stars came off, and obviously, rightly so. When two of your big stars come off, you generally don't play the best football, and the Tigers definitely didn't. Philip Sami, I thought that he played well for the Gold Coast Titans, 280 metres in his 100th game. That was a pretty awesome effort from him. Brimson was obviously great. Jaden Campbell, I thought he played okay. Titans played good, obviously, uh, when Luke Brooks and Abby Corusau went off. Great win for them. Good win in the second half. They've now won their past five games against the West Tigers and 10 of the past 12. 
Uh, the Tigers have only won two of their past 10 games played in Queensland as well. There's some interesting stats to finish off the Thursday review. We'll go on to the Friday reviews now. The first game being the Warriors and the Raiders. The Warriors absolutely crashed Jared Croker's 300th game party with an emphatic 36-14 to 14 win at Jojo Stadium on Friday night. I said on the BTFU podcast the Warriors would win. Then I changed my tip because it was obviously Jared Croker's 300th game. I thought that, you know, the stats would back up the Raiders in this one. The Raiders would win at home for Jared Croker. Um, you know, I should have probably stuck with my tip for the Warriors on the BTFU podcast. Changed my tip. Didn't go too well there. Should have kept my tip. No for next time. Uh, but it was 36-14 to 14, uh, that the Warriors did win in this one. It was absolutely insane. Sean Johnson was popping off as per every other week this season. Absolutely popping off. Playing great football as we'd love to see from Sean Johnson as well. You know, the Raiders, they started well, and particularly through Josh Papali'i, he had an outstanding opening 20-minute stint. Uh, He ran for 77 metres and seven runs, which is outstanding. That is 11 metres per run. Uh, And, you know, obviously uh, bringing back those math skills or, you know, some of those math skills um, from a very poor math student in myself. But, yeah, look, I was surprised I even got that one, to be honest, just quietly. But anyway, uh, awesome stuff there and a really solid effort there from Josh Papali'i in the first 20 minutes of that game. I thought that he was great. The Raiders looked okay. Uh, obviously, Mitch Barnett was placed on report and sent to the sin bin for a high shot on Jordan Rapana as well, who left the field for a HIA. He passed, luckily. He was able to return. Uh, Jack Whiten was put on report as well in the 30th minute for a dangerous tackle. Have to see what happens there. Hopefully not suspended. Jack Whiten. Uh, Adam Fanor Blake played the first 40 minutes without a break, coming up with 21 tackles and 60 running metres. He finished the night with 180 running metres. That's a sensational effort from Adam Fanor Blake. And he always plays well. He always plays well, consistent. You expect consistency um, from Adam Fanor Blake as well. He always plays consistently and consistently well. So good stuff there, Adam Fanor Blake. Uh, Chance to go clock start. I thought that he was huge in this game against his former club. Six tackle breaks, 24 runs for 194 metres. That is insane. Definitely not going to break that maths equation down for you there. My maths isn't that advanced by any stretch. Uh, the Warriors have now won four away games in 2023 against the Cowboys, obviously, in round three, Sharks in round five, Bulldogs in round 11, and Raiders in round 15. Uh, the Warriors halfback, Sean Johnson, he left the field for HIA in the 67th minute, obviously having a head clash with Elliot Whitehead. But, you know, I thought that while he was on, uh, Sean Johnson, he was fantastic. Mitch Barnett as well, backing up from last week. Absolute powerhouse, 165 metres from 16 runs. Uh, you know, Murata Neokore put on a report and sent to the bin in this game as well in the 76th minute for a high shot that forced Jordan Rapana off for a second HIA. Unlucky there from Jordan Rapana. Definitely wasn't uh, his night. Um, but yeah, look, Sean Johnson popping off. Capped a magnificent game, and he obviously capped that off with an intercept from a Seb Chris past, and obviously strolled over to make the score 36-14. to 14. 
And then the second game on your Friday is obviously the Manly Seagulls v. the Dolphins. And what a game this was. We thought the Dolphins were going to win. I love the value in the Dolphins. I backed the Dolphins for that value. And obviously, they did not get the job done by any stretch. Uh, Tom Trevojevic had a blinder. And particularly when there was concerns about him you know, going into Origin, I think that was a Big performance to sort of say, hey, you know, I'm definitely ready for that Origin jersey in game two. DCE as well, he was fantastic. And uh, even Ruben Garrick, you know, piled on a 30 points as Manly absolutely demolished uh, the Dolphins here, 58 to 18. 58 points conceded there by the Dolphins. That is absolutely hectic. Uh, But let's go through this game. Obviously, Ruben Garrick has now scored a try in four consecutive games for Manly. Uh, Playing at centre as well, I thought that he did quite well. There was obviously some stats going against him at centre. You know, previously before this game, he hadn't actually won a game at centre. The Manly Seagulls hadn't won a game with Ruben Garrick at centre at all as well. So uh, it was good to sort of go against that omen and get the win there for Manly. Uh, Dolphin swinger Jermaine Asako has scored six tries in his past four games now as well. The Dolphins lost centre Branko lead to an ankle injury 14 minutes in. Obviously, uh, Valence came in at centre. Thought he did okay, but obviously it wasn't the best game for the Dolphins at all. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, hopefully that uh, Valence gets picked going into next week starting at centre. I think that he is a starting NRL centre for sure. So I'd definitely be picking him going into round uh, 17. Obviously, they don't play next round due to origin, but I'd definitely be picking him going into round 17 for the Dolphins. They obviously have the bye going into the next game. Um, Tom Trevojevic turned up for Origin 2 with two tries, 201 run meters, and three tackle busts. He has now scored nine tries in his past eight games at Four Pines Park as well. So good stuff there for Tommy Turbo. You know, starting to play some good footy again, slowly getting confidence back that we can see. Uh, So hopefully, you know, he plays with the same sort of intensity going into Origin. Uh, The Manly Seagulls have had 66% possession in the first half and completed 19 out of 23 sets compared to the Dolphins, 11 from 14 sets. So obviously they had a lot more ball than the Dolphins did and they were using it to a very high standard. The Seagulls finished the night with eight line breaks to the Dolphins, two and 31 tackle breaks to the Dolphins, 17. So it just goes to show how dangerous this Manly Seagulls side was um, going into this game. Uh, the Dolphins' discipline, I think, for me, was the thing that let them down. You know, it was eight penalties to one. So, obviously, when you're conceding that many penalties, eight penalties to one, you know, one penalty conceded by Manly is a massive effort. But when you're conceding eight penalties compared to another team conceding only one, sorry, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, it's not a good factor for you going into a game and uh, you don't win too many games conceding eight penalties, uh, particularly when, you know, the Seagulls nearly conceded only one. So, I mean, that's incredible. Uh, Taniela Paseca ran for 191 metres for Manly while Sean Kebby racked up 
60, 165, sorry, meters uh, for the Manly Seagulls as well. You know, the fours were a big factor for this Manly side. They were definitely impressive and gave this side a lot of go forward as well. DCE, I thought that he was outstanding. Him and Tom Trevojevic really set the tone for this game. Uh, Dolphins forward Kenny Bromwich left the field for HIA in the 63rd minute, which he passed. Very lucky for the Dolphins going into the next two weeks. Uh, the Dolphins' previous biggest loss uh, was 26 points in round five. That is the biggest Dolphins loss in history. In the Dolphins' history, the biggest Dolphins loss in the Dolphins' history. Hopefully, uh, that record stays like that. We don't get another record broken in round 17. Uh, but yeah, look, it was a pretty average performance from the Dolphins. Mainly, we're definitely kicking on. You know, Lachlan Croker, pretty soft try, barging over the line there for the Manly Seagulls. There was just a few moments where, you know, the the defense, the discipline uh, for the Dolphins, it let them down a lot. So uh, poor performance for the Dolphins. Hopefully they back it up going into the next game. But mainly they definitely were sensational. Well,